Welcome to Unplugged, the Mo Usman podcast, episode 3. In this episode, we take a look at coronavirus. Considering the humongous amount of misinformation available to people with just a click of a button these days, it is pertinent to have experts break down issues when of course comes to our health, who better than our amazing doctors, yeah? Yeah. Now with COVID-19 being the talk of the town right now, it is only natural to have a doctor speak to us about it. On the show this week, Dr. Amin Edi from Unicare Specialist Hospital Bacharawa here in Kano State, Nigeria, will help do justice to this disease, in terms of explanation anyways. Welcome to the show, doctor. Thank you. I want us to start this coronavirus conversation with the most basic of questions because there's a lot of misinformation going around about what it indeed is. So I'd like for you to let us know what it is in actuality. Well, actually, corona is a virus. It belongs to the group of coronaviruses and they are responsible for most of the acute respiratory syndrome diseases that have been going on, most especially in the Asian countries. Initially, there was that first severe acute respiratory syndrome that occurred in Korea. Then there was the MARS Middle East severe acute respiratory syndrome that has happened in the Arabian Peninsula. And now there is another one, the coronavirus or COVID-19 that started in China. So you see, uh, like any other viral infections, most of them are actually animal diseases that happen to jump over the human being. Okay. We call them zoonosis. Yes, we call them zoonosis. For example, yellow fever, Ebola, Lassa, they were all originally from, uh, you know, animals. They are jumping to human beings. And then you can now see how they can become very catastrophic. Now, the name Corona is just, it was based on the appearance of the virus on microscopy. You know, Corona is the appearance of the sun, the way we draw sun, with spikes coming out from the central cycle. So it has also touching pots with those kind of knobs coming out through which the virus uses to attach itself to the cells and then discharge its nucleic acid content into the cell and thereby infecting the cell. Okay. Yes. All right. Much has been said about its symptoms. Maybe you let us know what, what symptoms to expect if someone uh, has this, if someone yes, is suspected to have had the coronavirus. Okay. Well, the symptoms will set severe acute respiratory distress syndromes. That is to say there will be cough, okay. chest congestion, mm-hmm. difficulty in breathing, fever. You know, it's present like Qatar mm. and then become very severe with severe difficulty in breathing. To the point that it could be fatal. Many of the patients uh, will recover without treatment, but certain percentage will develop the severe form and some of them will eventually die of it. So it presents like Qatar. That is why they are called severe acute respiratory distress syndrome. Okay, now yes. you said it presents like Qatar. Some people have actually likened the virus mortality rate to the one for the flu. What's different about this virus? What's different in how contagious it is and how lethal it is compared to the flu? Well, uh, the time, the, the most recent case of flu was 1918, and it was really devastating because over 500 million people were affected. 
mm. and with a mortality rate of 10%. That was 50, over 50 million people died during that influence of 1980. Mm. It has happened in earlier years, but the records were not that much in order. And even that of 1918, you can see that the record wouldn't have been complete because many areas there was no effective communication and records, but the estimate was about 500 million people were affected. That means one quarter of the world population at that time were infected and uh, with a mortality rate of about 10% putting it to about 50 million. Now, they are all contagious. They are spread through air droplets, you know, when you come in close contact with the individual. And, uh, you know, because they all present with symptoms of cough, catar, sneezing, difficulty in breathing, it's very easy to be, you know, one the person sneezes or coughs out to spray the area with droplets containing the viral particles which can infect other individuals. Mm. Now, luckily enough for the flu virus, it develops, it underwent mutation. And the mutation now made it easy for our body to detect and eliminate it. So it is now just a kind of seasonal catar problem. It's no longer what it used to be there. It's, it's, it's not that it's completely gone. Luckily enough, again, vaccine, effective vaccine has been developed against flu. And of course, in areas where it used to be, uh, you know, where it used to require in form of epidemics, people are given immunization so that they can be conferred with uh, immunity even before the, you know, season. Okay. Now, this one is an emerging virus. COVID-19 is an emerging virus. It's just coming in now. So, so much has not been known about its biology, genetic, uh, this and many other things. Besides, vaccine has not been developed and the drugs are now currently on trial. Okay. So, you can see that, uh, uh, you know, with advances now, it is expected that a lot will come up in the next few months so that it will be contained and that effective vaccines and drugs could be made available. All right. Now, there's this part that I believe a lot of Nigerians, and not just Nigerians, because this podcast is for basically the whole world. Now, there are people that have actually been dodging the whole isolation thing, the self-isolation thing. Why is it being insisted? Why is it so important that people suspected to have the virus stay in isolation for the period of 14 days? Okay. And imagine the disease that has not been known before, that has no treatment and no vaccine, yeah. and that is known to be spread through close contact with other human beings. You see, it's very simple. So all you need to do is reduce the number of contacts, and then the factors will continue working to see how they can get drugs and vaccine against it. All right. Before we get to the treatment or the prevention and management of it, as a healthcare professional, I'd love to hear what your opinion is as regard this matter. For us, especially in Nigeria, are we prepared for are we prepared for a possible worst case scenario in the country right now? Considering what our healthcare system is. The issue is this: preventive medicine is not in the hands of healthcare professionals. It is a public health issue. People have to realize that it is a public health issue. That means to say, it is something that is to do with the... I mean, it's not just in the hands of the uh, healthcare professional. Mm. I hope you get the difference now. Yeah. You see, the medical personnel are to manage diseases in hospitals and clinics. Yeah. That is the difference between medical and health. Okay. And when you say, yes, so when you talk of public health, you are not talking up. Just like you said, public schools, public library. You know, uh, you are talking up issues that concern the community and that the community should be able to handle it. So it is something that all of us are involved. 
whether you are a health professional or not health professional. And pushing the work on one segment of the society yeah. is simply a serious misunderstanding of what is going on. Okay. I hope you get it now. Yes. Yeah, so you can now see why, you know, many countries, they refer to the uh, mechanism of lockdown. You know, stop people moving around, reduce the number of contacts, and then after some time, after all the infected persons have passed through the incubation period and all this and that, now the disease will just flatten and then it will slow down. Then now you can now know which houses or which families have somebody with the disease. And now they can be taken care of. Instead of allowing them to go into the community, spreading the disease, which makes it harder and difficult. Yes. Well, well, so this is not an issue of just the government and the healthcare professional. Okay. It is a public issue. Just so people have to understand that everybody has to put hands in controlling the situation. Now, as far as treatment yes. goes, I just recently found this information on the internet and I'd like for us to get clarity on it. President Donald Trump of the United States of America said the malaria drug chloroquine and the experimental antiviral drug remdesivir are being tested as possible COVID-19 therapies and could actually slow the epidemic. I don't know if you've been following this. What can you tell us about this? What you have said is all I can say. Also, please understand. People have to understand the difference between information meant for researchers and information meant for public consumption. This is purely this is an issue of research work. So Trump is not a researcher, he's not a medical doctor, he's not a microbiologist, he's not a virologist. It's just information. That is all. Okay. Yeah, so anybody who is calculated and work on that is possible because nobody has given him any concrete evidence that they are effective. And in fact, Nigerian CDC announced that they have been warning people. I don't know why only what Trump said can be taken care of when here in Nigeria the authorities have already made their own statements. Yeah, because right now we have a situation in Lagos where there has been overdose in chloroquine intake. They are, they are on their own. <laughs> if they put in themselves, they should blame themselves. The Federal Ministry of Health in Nigeria, the Pharmaceutical Society, the Nigerian Medical and Dental Council, they have never, NAMDAC and whatever, they have never, no authority has ever advised anyone to use chloroquine. And in fact, how do they know that they have COVID-19 infection? Were there any diagnosis? You see, when people act on their own, I think they should have themselves to blame. All right. Let's talk about some of the preventive measures because there's been a lot of media, there's been a lot of talk about it, but I would like for us to, you know, reiterate what people can do to ensure that they stay clear from this virus. That is the same issue. One is this issue of reducing what we call social isolation. Yeah. If you have any cata-like symptom, isolate yourself. Don't go and infect your fellow human being. That is one. And when you have to go out, you go out only when there is actually reason for you when there is need to go out. And don't attend ceremonies, don't attend gatherings. Be careful with anybody having cough or catania. When you are going out, wear face mask. When you uh, go back home, get soap and water, wash your hands before you touch anything in the house. Buy these uh, hand sanitizers. When you are out, use it frequently to rub on your hands or 70% alcohol lotions. Okay. You know, these lotions, we are meant for sterilizing skin when there is minor cuts and injuries. Get it, rub on yourself, clean your hands. You know, when you go home, if you have a bunch of teeth, wash them with soap and water. Unless if they have remote control, then you can now use spirit to clean them off. Clean surfaces, the handle of your motorcycle, cars, 
handle of the doors, areas where people won't lay touch in your house and whatever it is. Pay them frequently with this 70% alcohol solution so that you now open the virus. In case anybody might have, even though the virus actually transmission within Nigeria is not an issue. All those who came in acquired their infection outside Nigeria. Only one case occurred within Nigeria and the person is recovered. So we are not at that so much risk now. And honestly speaking, adequate information has been given to the people. Instructions have been given. Schools have been closed down. Governance have been banned. So the government has taken adequate measures to address the issue. But of course, the public have realized they have the key to the success of all these things. It is not an issue of doctor telling you go and stay at home. No, this is public issue. So it concerns the government, the policy makers and everybody in the society. We are all stakeholders. All right, wonderful. Thank you so much, doctor, for being here. Thank you. Yes, and of course, thank you for the work you're doing. We appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Well, in addition to what the good doctor has shared with us, the Nigeria Center for Disease and Control via the official Twitter handle has said that they are working with WhatsApp to scale up capacity to keep Nigerians informed on COVID-19. Now, they also went ahead to give out their WhatsApp number. I'll share it with you right now. It's 0708-711-0839. They also shared some contact numbers. Toll-free number 800 97 000010. They also shared an SMS line 0809 955 5577. You could send them emails on info at ncdc.gov.ng. You can also check them out on Twitter. That's at ncdcgov. That's at ncdcgov. Do well to take good care of yourself and don't forget to follow at Mo Usman underscore on Twitter. And do turn on those notifications so you don't miss out on anything.